to which we rich. Off the rip, off the rip. I gamble with my life, I'm cashing in my trips. I put a 30 or a 50 in the clip. So that's a dick or a titty on that bitch. Lately, I've been getting rich. Off the rip. Episode 2. Hopefully I don't sound like I'm talking with a foam cup and a string on the end of it this time around. It has been a fucking mission to get this episode to you guys. You guys have no I fucking idea what we went through. In the We were supposed to originally, so what is it, Mike? It's, what, 12, 12 almost 12.30? a.m. It is 12.22 a.m. We probably should be in fucking bed. I have a couple quizzes tomorrow. I have an exam this week that I probably should have studied a lot harder for. But, you know, we're up right now doing Off The Rip Podcast because we fucking love you guys. We love the loyal fans that we already fucking have. I appreciate you guys 100%. And, uh, yeah, we just wanted to bring you guys this fucking podcast. But you guys missed exactly what happened. Okay, so this podcast should have fucking started at 9. Nine, but in reality, it's twelve twenty. So here's the deal. All right. So my computer is basically older than your grandparents. So my brother gave me this computer when I was still in high school, and it was his computer that he did through college. So there's four years there, and then he gave it to me my junior year of high school. So that's another two years, and then now it's my senior year of college. So this computer is like ten years old, about ready to break. And my whole goal right now is trying to get this computer to last till senior year. But as we were setting up the pod tonight, for some reason, my keyboard and my mouse pad just stopped working on the dime. And I didn't know how to fix it. I tried uninstalling drivers. I tried restarting my PC. I went into the BIOS. I was about ready to pull the whole power supply out of it. But then for some reason, I plugged in an external keyboard and a mouse and... All of my old shit started working again, so I said, screw it, let's start the pod. All that matters is that the shit fucking works, and we're bringing it to you guys. So, anyway, I just feel like we deserve a little bit of clap for that shit. But, uh, yeah, we got a fun one for you guys today. Uh, Just some top fives, you know, trying to stay true to what the podcast is about in some sort of aspect. But hopefully you guys uh, enjoy it and think it's funny, think it's cool, maybe interesting, and probably some hot takes on here. Definitely some hot takes on here because a lot of these top five categories that we came up with are personal favorites versus universal known top fives. And we'll get more deep into that when we get into like the specific top fives. So basically what we're going to do for you guys tonight is me and D came up with about six or seven top five categories and we listed our top fives for those. But then we sent each other just the categories and they still had to fill out their top fives. So then we're just going to be starting from five and going up to one and then me and d this is our first reaction to what we ranked them so we'll see how that goes we'll see which one do you want to start off with first man i'll pull them up right now we could start with yours so we'll start with uh deontay's top five categories first all right let me pull that up what do you think do you want to start with the protein bars first or do you want to do uh yeah let's do the protein bar first okay so my, I told Mike to choose the top five best protein bar flavors. So keep in mind, guys, like this is not like brand. I didn't say fucking choose the top five best protein bars from Gatorade or fucking Robert Irvine. No, just amongst them all. All time. Yes. So my top five is going. 
Start at five, and then I'll say my five. Okay. And then we'll say four, and then I'll say my four. And we'll go like that. Okay. So I did peanut butter and jelly. That's number five. Number four is s'mores. Number three is double chocolate. Uh, number two is mint chocolate chip. And number one is cookie dough. All time. Okay. Okay. So my number five is the Robert Irvine PB&J. My number four is the Built Puffs Churro. My number three is the Built Puffs Mud Pie. My number two is the Built Puffs Cookie Dough. And my number one is the Built Puffs Pumpkin Pie. And as you can tell, four of my top five spots come from the Built Puffs brand. And Guys, I'm not even kidding. This isn't no sponsorship. We only have like 50 listeners, but we love you all. But, you know, we don't get sponsorships. This is me just being straight up. Built Puffs is the greatest protein bar brand out right now. And Deontay's never tried one yet. And so what I did is I brought two from my brother. He gave me two so we could try them out. We have the mud pie flavor. And we have the cookie dough chunk flavor. So we're going to have Deontay try them for the first time. And I've hyped these up to D. I've basically told him that these are, without a doubt, the best protein bar that you can buy right now. So we'll start with cookie dough chunk. Let's see. Because I, I, the whole reason I'm skeptical is because I saw one dude, one dude on fucking TikTok, that fitness influencer guy does bodybuilding or whatever. And he said that basically these things were fucking ass. So I'm going to have to really evaluate this shit because Mike has hyped them up. And I've seen a ton of other people like say these are the fucking best protein bars ever. They're the best, bro. It's like eating dessert. What are the macros on it? Yeah, say the macros. Because the macros are insane for what they taste like. Total fat is 3.5 grams. Carbs is 19. Oh, shit. Where the fuck are the... Where's the protein? Oh, 15 grams of protein. Not bad, not bad. There's like a little, like... I'm looking at this fucking bar, and there's like a hump in the middle of it. And it's like... A little cookie dough chunk. It's like a little cookie dough bite. I, like imagine like they layer the bar and then on the top they just put like one cookie dough bite on the top in the center and then put the chocolate over it okay so we're gonna try this first time yup <laughs> okay so you guys know those fucking they're like the little um marshmallowy rabbits that you get for fucking um easter that's the texture. Mm-hmm. Very chewy. Very much like marshmallow. I'm not getting like a whole lot of like cookie dough actual flavor. I'm getting like a lot of chocolate and like marshmallowy. Marshmallowy like flavor. And now try the bite to where you get the cookie dough chunk. Mm. Better? If they would layer that on the top. all Like all the way throughout. Mm-hmm. I would be down if they did that and just added a few more calories or something to it, you know? Yeah, me too. Because I think it would make it what, better. What are the calories here? 160? Oh, yeah. That's not bad. Not bad. What would you rate it 1 to 10? Based on the macros and everything. The thing is, is that I do think on taste alone, it's easily one of... The, one of the best I've ever had. 
if not the actual best. So, based on this, based on that alone, the taste ten out of ten. We're gonna do, but the macros they could be better. I'm one of those people that will eat the fucking brick to get the macros correct because I would rather eat the fucking twenty three grams of protein in a bar and have it taste and like have it shit. yeah this have is... it taste like ass than to actually have it good. See me, I'm I'll drop like the macros entirely just for it to taste good. <laughs> Right now so, we're gonna do the uh, what is this the mud pie the mud pie one. So oh, I've that's also good. never tried this one, so this will also be my first time trying this. You ready? Yeah, it's pretty. Cheers. It smells pretty good. Cheers. Yeah, they have like cookie layer on the outside. It's also covered in fudge. So let's see. Cheers. Okay. If we're being honest, it was a little underwhelming. Very much so. The pumpkin pie one is amazing. Because this, I was expecting to be like, you know, like, you. have you guys ever had dirt cups where it's like the jello pudding mix and then you they with crush the up the, worm? yeah, with the gummy worms and they crush up the Oreos on top. Those are goaded, bro. Yeah. That's what I was expecting. And this just came at me with chocolate. I get the chocolate vibe from that, but not like the, the, the pudding aspect, I guess. Yeah. Not like that sweetness. It's more like just bitter dark chocolate. I will say of the built puffs I have had, that the mud pie one was my least favorite. Yeah. Overall, I thought it was okay. Like I would rather have oh, that yeah. than a Robert any any Robert Irvine one. I still think that's like better than any other brand, low key. Mm. Yeah. It's I just, would I would say I would rather have that than the Robert Irvine peanut butter and jelly one, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That was good. That was awesome. good. All right, on to the next top five category. We're sticking with food on this one. I did top five fast food spots. And when I said, like, top five fast food, I meant a place where you had to, like, there's a drive-in. There's a drive through You know, it can't be a fucking a Chipotle or a... It has to have a drive through Yeah. That is the stipulation. You got to... Then we would be including, like, Five Guys and Shake Shack. And those are just the top tier those would be instantly in the top five so we're restricting this one strictly to if there's a drive-through and you have to go through the drive-through for these ones d Mm -hmm. so just you say your number five and then i'll say my number five and then you say your number four i'll say my number four and then we'll keep it going that way okay so my number five for top five fast food is sonic and i know it's a hot take some people don't really like sonic but when you need a slushy, a cream slush, or a milkshake, Sonic literally has it all. In terms of fast food, it has all of those categories. And then it also has the promotions for like $1 chili cheese conies. By the way, their chili cheese conies are fire. Their burgers depends on the Sonic, right? If Because I've had good Sonic burgers and I've had bad ones. But overall, I think Sonic just takes a really large category of a lot of sides a lot of ice cream, and it just honestly has a lot of variety. So that's why I put Sonic at number five. I can agree with you. For me, it was a toss-up between Wendy's and Sonic. Most of the, mostly the reason why I put Wendy's so far forward with that is because the spicy nugs alone. The spicy nugs are so good that I would fucking go to Wendy's just for that one item alone. And that ghost pepper ranch, bro. 
Oh, that too. Yeah. And that fucking, they used to have a good salad too. It was like, it was so unhealthy. It was fucking like apple, <laughs> apple, apple strawberry bacon. with fucking yeah. bacon and blue cheese. Oh, it was a fucking meal. But no, I'm going to have to agree. I'll go Sonic with that, with the number five too. What was your number five? Oh, I put Wendy slash Sonic. Oh. Because I was like, I was like, those nice. two are interchangeable. But yeah. Okay, cool, cool. See, and that's funny, bro, because my number four is Wendy's. Wow. Yeah. Wendy's. I love Wendy's. You can't beat just the amount of quality in a biggie bag. $5, you get the burger, you get the nuggets, you get the drink, and you get the fries. It's very rare in today's society with inflation and all of this stuff going on that you can get a $5 meal with all those perks. Even McDonald's, which, by the way, this is a shocker, not even in my top five anymore. OG McDonald's easily would have been in the top five. But now it costs way too much. For what you spend for 12 bucks at McDonald's, you can go and get at Chipotle for cheaper and more value. Yeah, so that's I, why Sonic isn't even in my top five. Or I, McDonald's, I mean. Yeah, no, I agree. For my four, I put Arby's. Valid. I Arby's, Arby's gets a lot of unneeded and unnecessary hate. There's going to be a lot of people that are like, Arby's is fucking gross. But honestly, bro, roast beef, roast beef and fucking cheddar is one of my favorite sandwiches there. Yes. The chicken cordon bleu, fire. Mm-hmm. The fries are good. The when sliders, they're made right. bro. The, the sliders. Oh, yeah. The buffalo... Uh, the buffalo chicken sliders and their fire. curly fries their fries are some of the best in the game if you have the a jamocha per- shake we're the forgetting jamo- that one and the that's jamocha the shake. best shake that is the best fast food shake like in, of them all if you fucking haven't had one go there and go get a jamocha shake right now yes because it is gas yes. again we're not like we're not fucking sponsored by wendy's guys come on be fucking <laughs> real here we're just fucking two dudes sitting in this fucking apartment talking about some Love fucking it. fast food Alrighty. Number so my three. my number three, this one's gonna be like a sleeper pick. I know this isn't in anyone near anyone's even top ten probably, but it's a personal favorite of mine. Jack in the box. Yeah, that's hot as fuck, bro. Very <laughs> hot, hot as very fuck. Very hot. It's, this was personal favorites. I love Jack in the box. Late night, I love their tacos. I love their little munchy box they got going on with just like their curly fries are insane. They're Arby's level. They have those little tiny tacos, the little nuggets, the mozzarella sticks, and all the dipping sauces. I like their burgers. There's really not much at Jack in the Box that I dislike. So I know it's a hot take, but that's my number three. That's fair. For my number three, I put Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is, I really go, I would love a spicy chicken deluxe. The fries are fire. I'm also a shake. The thing is about Chick-fil-A, though, the more you add to it, the more expensive it gets. And the fu- that's what I hate about that sometimes. Cause I'm like, sometimes I just want to go in, get my fucking nuggets, get all my shit for a decent amount. Also the lines Chick-fil-A takes a while. If you're in the line. Yeah. It's cause it's so popular and popping though. Yeah, that is fair. But I, I also just hate the fact that they put those people out there. I hate fucking talking to people directly. And that just kind of is weird. Cause I don't ever get to like see the menu and think about it. I can't be like, can you give me a minute? And they're like, yeah, sure. No, they don't fucking do that at Chick-fil-A. So, number three. It deserves a good mid. The reason I didn't put Chick-fil-A um, in mine is just I, their variety is so limited. Yeah, you, you, yeah. What That's they also do, fair. their variety is small, but what they do, they do very well, I will admit. 
but sometimes like I just can't have a spicy chicken sandwich every single time or the nuggets every single time. But I will say Chick-fil-A, their frosted lemonade and their new autumn spice milkshake, gas. Absolute gas. Bear, go on to number two. All right, number two, I have In N Out. I forgot about fucking In N Out, bro. Has a drive through, so it is valid in this list. The price is immaculate. One of the cheapest burgers and one of the best quality. One thing I will say about In N Out is they have the absolute worst fries in the entire fast food industry. If you don't, if you don't get them, uh, animal style, it's pretty shit. You're basically eating cardboard Mm -hmm. if you don't get them animal style. So that's my number two. I don't really think there needs to be much explanation for In-N-Out. No, that's fair. I completely forgot about them. Would you have put it in your top five if you would have remembered? Yeah, I would have bumped Chick-fil-A down. I would have actually bumped Wendy's and Sonic out. I basically would have just shifted them and put them in the three spot. Valid. Valid. My number two, Culver's. Valid. Curter Burger. Me and D actually went and got it recently. One of the best, if not the best, specialty burgers yeah i agree food the thing is too is that the cheese curds because they're not like mozzarella sticks you know Mm -hmm. like these are actually like little dippable like little dogs they're fucking delicious that is fire the cheese curds are fire also so if you're a fan of cheese good place to go Mm -hmm. the double like butter burger is delicious they're concrete mixers bro and the concrete mixer oh See, for me, it was a toss-up between whether I wanted Sonic or Culver's for their ice cream. But Mm -hmm. I ended up picking Sonic just because there's more variety in that department with the slushes and all of their milkshakes. There's just more options. But Culver's, what they do is done very well. I just picked Sonic over it just for variety. Mm, That's fair. What about number uh, number one, bro? Okay. I feel like like we have the same number one because it hasn't been said yet and we haven't even touched it. It has to be. Yes. Ever since I was a kid, without a doubt, no hesitation, this was the first thing I typed into this list, my number one is Taco Bell. I fucking agree. The best fast food for if you're drunk, hungover, inebriated in any way, or even sober. It is the best fast food, the value. in my opinion. The value, too. The value. It's so cheap. You can get nine different things at Taco Bell and not even spend a quarter. The fact that you used to be able to go and buy, like, fucking 18 tacos for 12 bucks was a ripoff. They were fucking losing money. Yes, they were. Inflation now has probably adjusted to what Taco Bell should be selling their shit at back mm-hmm. in the day. It's still cheap. I could still go and get shit off the dollar menu there and still feel full afterwards four bucks i ate an entire meal and i feel great yes now i understand some people are like taco bell makes me shit get (laughs) build up your fucking stomach and stop being a bitch (laughs) facts bro because it is fire i'm glad that you also had taco i didn't know if you would immediately i put it right on there at number one awesome i'm so glad because if like if we were going somewhere i knew taco like i know what to expect from there too i'm like you know what i'm gonna go i'm gonna get a fucking uh it's usually like a what is it, the grilled cheese burrito with steak in it, bro. The grilled cheese burrito bumped up into my top five Taco Bell items all time. Oh, what was the pizza thing that they used to have too? The Mexican pizza that was fire too. I remember getting that as a kid. Sometimes I love the Mexican pizza. That's one of my sleeper, just personal favorites. Because I know a lot of people don't even really order it ever. But trust me, if you get 
Here's here's a little hack for you guys. Order a Mexican pizza and then get a cheese roll-up. And then unravel the cheese roll-up and put two pieces of the Mexican pizza inside and eat that as a taco. Fire. Yeah. Absolutely fire. It is, guys. You ready for number three? This next one's going to be a little explicit. I hope you fucking people are okay with that. If not, find a new fucking podcast. (laughs) But uh, this next top five was top five uh, sex positions. For sure. We're going to go with number five first. Picking a girl up. So if you can pick a girl up and bounce her on your dick on your own, if you're if you're strong enough to do that shit, it, it belongs at the number five spot. Number one, be, number one, mostly because that chick's gonna be so turned on that you're able to even do it. That it's not even like you're gonna be fucking gassed. You're gonna be tired. Believe me, dog. I fucking know you're tired. But it's the whole mental game that you're playing. That chick's like nobody's ever. Fu- She's probably fucked like. Six two skinny fools for fucking years, and is like you're her first like muscular dude. If you can do it, do it and just watch how it happens. Okay, that's valid. Honestly, bro, I don't think I'm there yet to where I could lift them. That's fair. You you're you're pretty you know, Bill. You can do it. So that wasn't even in my top five. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, fair. But, but I respect it. I respect it. That's fair. My number five. I didn't know if it had a proper name. I just put leg up from like the side so like this is for like if you guys are like explain it like if you're spooning just like kind of cuddling and you want to initiate it and you just kind of just slide in from the side and then lift the leg up and then initiate it that way i put it at number five because i don't think it's a good one to just do in just during sex but i think it is a good initiator it's a good start to it because usually the girl's the little spoon and she's you know cuddling up getting a little bit closer to you so i think it's a very strong initiator so that's why i have it at the number five that's good that's good bro number four okay we're gonna go bent over just you know the bent over the bed or bent over the counter bent over the fucking table so they're still standing they're standing standing okay and the reason why i put it at number four it's dope because you're hitting it from the back hitting it from the back is better than anything else goaded Okay, mm-hmm. but in this one, I feel like their like legs are more so stretched out, so you're getting less like ass, you know, flapping around, smacking the thighs. But then you have more control because your feet. But are you can fucking yeah. reach there and grab that fucking hair, mm-hmm. or go in the front and choke a little bit. You know, if mm-hmm. you're into that shit. If you're not, don't fucking judge me. <laughs> <laughs> you go. You reach around the front, give a little choke action, bro. She can also look back, and then. You just also have more control. You can mm-hmm. start throwing, like, you can start throwing that dick. For real. You can start hurting the fucking insides on that one. That's a good one. And I like that one, too, because it's really adjustable. So, like, it's a good position to where you can really start and go to any other position from that. Because you're both standing. It's also a good rest position, too. Because, like, you can chill there and, like, chill back up into you a little bit. You know, it gives that option to do Get that. Get your breath back. Might get your fucking Gatorade, bro. I might fucking... <laughs> Get a, get a fan Speaking going. Gatorades, <laughs> that's a category coming up. Yeah. All right. That was your four? Yeah, four. So my number four is just reverse cowgirl. Ow. Ow. That shit, bro, I have tried doing that, and that shit will break your fucking dick. Really? Yes. I quite enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a pimp. What a pimp. For me, it's... 
okay, and this might sound a little weird, but I just no judgment. I like seeing the butthole, bro. Mm. It is a. It's like so just foreign, and when you see it, it's like, okay. It's an acquired. It's an acquiredness. It's an acquired sight. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. But that's my number four spot. Easily. Number three. I put the one. Where you fold them and their legs are legit by their fucking head. Ankle is by their behind their head almost. So you where you grab their legs and you literally like fold them in half and they're just like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, valid. That is what what we would call a fucking uterus destroyer, bro. That is a legit. You might bruise something in there. And some chicks are into that. That's valid, bro. And then there are some chicks that are. You know, it's a little too much for them. But that one is my top three because whether or not, it feels great. It's a good, great feeling from a guy's perspective. I'm sure from a chick's perspective, you're like, my fucking tummy. That one I like too because we're straight up just in control. It's just like pinned down, just like ready. Yeah, plus you're also like intimate, like face to face too. Like there's still, you could still make out. You could mm-hmm. still like do you do a lot of things in that position still. And be in, like, domination, like, sort of aspect. Yeah, that's valid. Yeah. My number three was just OG cowgirl. And I put it above reverse because it's the same thing, but now you get titties in your face. Mm. So that was an easy three spot for me. Okay. I, I could see the appeal. Now two? This one is going to be hot. I, I feel like it's going to be hot. This is a hot take? Maybe. Let's see. Missionary. Okay. Okay. See, the whole... Bro, missionary feels so fucking good. And I don't give a... It's... The reason why a lot of people do missionary is because it feels fucking great. You're close. You're connected with that person. You got control. You can grab hands. Pin the hands down. There's a lot of fucking shit that could go on with missionary. So, for me, personally, that is one of the... That is one of the better ones, for sure. It's the OG, bro. It's the OG. For sure. Plus, you get to make out with your person, bro, whoever is there. And, like, if you're not making out with them, you're fucking weird a little bit. Yeah, I agree. See, my number two was also missionary. Him. For all the same reasons you listed, bro. It's that intimacy with them. You can see you're looking each other eye to eye. You see exactly the reactions to every single movement. It's it's the most connected, I would say. Yeah, bro. You feel like your heart's almost more in it in that one. Definitely. I feel like we're going to have the same number one because it hasn't been mentioned 100 yet. 100 billion percent. And I think this is probably every guy's number one. And oh, of if course. it's not, I'm, it's either got to be a swap up between one of the other ones we've said. It has to be. has to be top five for sure. Doggy. Doggy. Number one. Doggy. Bro. Number one. You put bro. me in doggy, I'm last in a minute. That's it. That's the, that's the finisher. Like yeah. when, when you're ready to just get out of there and be done with it. You go doggy, bro. You, yeah. And if you're... It's the best. It's the best. It's the goat. Fair. No, bro. Because the ass there isn't, like, as much extended, you know? So you're getting a more ass, like, clap in. The clap back, bro. And then you get to still see the butthole. Mm-hmm. You still get that response from her. You can still grab hair. You can still do everything else. But it's I don't know why, but that angle changes it. It changes it drastically. Compared to bent over, it is a vastly different thing. 100%. Yeah. Number one. I'm glad we both agreed. Yes. That's funny how we had the same one and two. Yeah. Goaded. All right. Next one. A little bit of a shift. 
<laughs> Completely different, different bro. Shift in Back topics. to food. Back, Back to, to food. food. Top five crumble cookies. And I know D picked this one because he knows I love crumble. I'm one of those guys where every single Sunday when they drop the new lineup, I'm showing all my homies the new crumble cookies. I don't know why. I've just always kind of kept up with that. So I'll start it off with number five. This is going to be an extremely hot take. But it was the first crumble cookie that made me interested in all the other ones. It was the first one that piqued my interest at how far they could go with these flavors. So my number five spot is the orange creamsicle cookie. Wow. Fire. Don't knock it until you try it. Please. Do you think they'll ever bring it back? I hope they do. And if they do, I'm buying a party box of just that cookie. Damn. That cookie is so good, bro. You wouldn't think it would work, but I promise you guys. Give it a fair shot. And if you throw up from it, let me know. <laughs> but if you love it like I do, you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. Damn. Deep? No, bro. I am a... Uh... I'm going to go a little bit different here with this one. And it's actually not one of their like specialty flavors. It's the plain old chocolate chip, bro. That's that, valid. That was one of the that is one of my favorite cookies. Like if I go to your fucking grandma's house and she makes me chocolate chip cookies, she is on the fucking chopping block. That's what you judge them on. If yeah. you can't make a good milk chocolate chip cookie, then you can't make a cookie. Cuz I remember eating it the first time for Crumble. Like Crumble opened in Boulder like whenever I was a freshman in college. Uh-huh. And I went there and Bro, when I broke that cookie in half and it was oozing the, oozing the chocolate, it was cooked, like it was, it, the outside was crispy too, which I like. I ate it and I was, I was like, this needs to go with some ice cream or some fucking milk mm-hmm. and this is delicious. And number five, that's how it got there. I just want to give a quick, just shout out to Crumble for only really starting in the past couple of years and skyrocketing to the absolute top dog of the cookie market. They're the number one now. When yeah. you think of a place where you can go and get cookies, Crumble's the first place you think of. Because they used to have like Nestle Toll House, but they were kind of ass. Horrible. Voodoo, or is that the donut, huh? Voodoo mm-hmm. donut. Voodoo donut. Was there even another cookie? Insomnia. Insomnia. Insomnia cookies is what I'm thinking of. Those don't even come close to Crumble cookies, bro. Yeah. And Crumble has that uniqueness of having a different flavor every week. It keeps it up to date, keeps it hip and fresh. Bro. They also don't overwhelm you. They give you fucking five options. Mm-hmm. It's, hey, these are the five. Pick them out. You know, I like it. All right. Number four. This cookie is so good. The French toast cookie from Crumble. Oh, fuck. I never had it. Bro. Next time that one comes, we have to try it. It is literally tastes like French toast. Has a little thing of butter on it. They use fresh maple syrup over the top. It's in like a square bread texture, but it's in cookie form still. That one is amazing. I highly recommend. Okay. I'll try it. Number four for me, and I don't quote me on this, but I think they either had like a raspberry pie or a raspberry cheesecake one. Raspberry and it was cheesecake. it was fire because they actually had like, I actually like the real fruit ones because I feel like the fruit is a good, almost like tartness, especially from like the raspberry or like the lemon ones. They're some of my more favorite ones because they are tart and kind of cut through that immediate sweetness that you normally get with a crumble cookie. That's valid. Because there are definitely times where crumble cookies are too sweet. And I, I will agree. admit, that's a valid pick. 
Okay, my number three. This cookie. Okay, we're getting to the ones where these ones are just 10 out of 10 cookies. These next three are 10 out of 10s. They were really hard for me to separate. But my number three is the fried ice cream cookie from Crumble. Me and D tried this one together. This one is fire. If you've ever had fried ice cream before, it's literally just that in a cookie. Plain and simple. It's just portable fried ice cream. Nothing else really to say. Amazing. 10 out of 10. It was bomb. My number three, do you remember when they did the collaboration with Oreo? Mm-hmm. I actually had that cookie. And I love cookies and cream ice cream. And that's what it reminded me of. Not like an Oreo. where like, Because you know how Oreo almost gives you heartburn? Yeah. This was not like that. It was more like this light. Was, this was more light. I think like I, they must use a different like frosting than what they put in the cookie. So it wasn't like too overpowering. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good, and it got number three. Valid, valid. My number two. Shout out to my brother because we have this one together. The pineapple upside down cake cookie. Ooh, fire! Tastes exactly like a pineapple upside down cake. If you like that mm-hmm. cake, you'll love this cookie. Ten out of ten. This one, this was one of the first specialty crumble crumble cookies that I ever tried. And what they did, so it's churro. Mm. The churro one is super bomb. What they did was they put chocolate in the center, like a chocolate like lava cake almost. Mm-hmm. But the outside, it was churro. It was with cinnamon sugar, you know, and then they fried it. They didn't bake it. They fried it. Yep. So it came out and it was fire. It was crispy. So I broke it. And the chocolate oozed out of the middle. And I remember eating that fucker and being like, holy shit, this is a game changer. And that's why it gets number two. And I have a special spot for fucking number one. That is a very valid pick. I was going to put churro in my top five right at number five. But the orange creamsicle, I just loved it too, too much. It was the first one that put me on. That's fair. My number one, without a fucking doubt, the best crumble cookie you can buy. If this is ever in the lineup, you make it a mission. I don't care if you have a funeral to attend. You go to Crumble Cookie and you get this one. The S'mores Cookie is the absolute pinnacle. The best Crumble Cookie on their list. The list might be a little biased because Mike put me onto the S'mores Cookie, but I also put it as my number one because it... He is not fucking lying. <laughs> like, he was like, this is the best crumble cookie. And in my head, I was like, shut the fuck up. You were like, I've had many. Like, they're all good. Yeah, I was like, they all taste like the same thing. This one, guys, was dope because they actually put, like, you know, they had graham crackers mixed in or whatever. But the big thing about it was that they got a whole ass marshmallow and roasted it on the a fucking roasted top. roasted marshmallow in the middle of the damn cookie with chocolate drizzle and a graham cracker cookie. It tastes exactly like a s'more. And it's honestly the best s'more I've ever had. Even better than a campfire OG s'more. I'd rather have the crumble version. It is so good. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. The s'more one is enough to make you fucking want to slap your grandma. Fire. Alrighty. We were talking about Gatorades actually earlier. So now we're on top five Gatorade flavors. So D, give ahead and give the top five. Number five is regular blue. Without a question, it belongs in the top five. Blue on its own is a five top five flavor. That's, That's it. Valid. My number five, I have just the OG Gatorade, the lemon lime. Really? I, I feel like it has to be in there because 
Gatorade does lemon lime better than any other sports drink. And it was the original. And I honestly do like the Gatorade lemon lime. I know a lot of people are like, there's other flavors that are better, but I, I personally enjoy it. So it's the OG, so I put it at number five. Number four, I put the lemon lime. Valid. If we're being honest, bro, if you gave me any other Gatorade flavor during a fucking game, I would feel like, oh, this is just another drink. But mm-hmm. you give me the lemon lime one, and I'm balling out like fucking MJ in the <laughs> sixth. MJ Thanks, on flu bro. game, bro. It's curing me as I'm playing. And that that's facts. So that's why it's number four. It belongs in the top five for sure. Awesome. My four is green apple. The green apple Gatorade is fire, bro. I had a bad experience with, not with the green apple uh-huh. Gatorade itself. So I actually took way too much pre-workout whenever I was like a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. And I ended up throwing up and shitting myself. <laughs> so I fucking, the Gatorade, I ended up trying the Gatorade because I was really into green apple and it tasted exactly like the pre-workout and that negative association, I couldn't do it. So that's I, fair. So it was I, a bad experience. It was a bad experience. It. Before that experience, would you have put green apple in the top five? No, probably not. It's a little too sweet. Top it's, 10? Yeah, probably top 10. Okay. That's fair. It is definitely sweet, and I think that's why I like it, because most of them are kind of tardy. Yeah. All right. Number three? Now, I know we do them by the colors, right? I know everybody says, oh, you got to do them all by the colors. Okay, some of us fucking read the labels, because there's a distinction. The Fierce Grape is number three for me. I forgot about Fierce Grape. Fierce Grape is fire as fuck. You give it to me on a cold, like, or not on a cold... You give it to me cold on a hot summer's day, easily. Drinking the whole thing right there and then. I forgot about that one. If if it were me, I would have replaced Green Apple with Fierce Grape at four. That's a good pick, bro. For me, my number three is Glacier Cherry. The white, the white one? The white Gatorade. Oh, shit. I love Glacier Cherry, bro. That one's so good. I'm anxious to see one and two. Okay. Okay. What's number two? My number two is just red. Fruit punch. You're a fucking Neanderthal. <laughs> Holy shit. The one that fucking every little kid who ever drinks it stains their little lips, bro. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And then they go and rub their lips all over their white stuff and ruin it. Yep. That one, bro. No. Couldn't. I couldn't. Number two for me is the cool blue. Like the like the light blue one. Mm-hmm. That one is fire. Number two for me. Valid, valid. My number one is Cool Blue. Oh, okay. Makes sense. The blue is always usually the best flavor in any sort of... If you have a bag of Jolly Ranchers, the blue is the best. If you have a thing of gummy worms, the blue one's usually the best. Yeah. And I think the same applies for Gatorade. Cool Blue is my number one. Valid. Number one, I did the white one, Glacier Cherry. Valid, bro. I love Glacier Cherry, too. That one is so good. I just remember when it first came out, whenever I was like in middle school, and my older brother Mike would fucking buy me one every single day before school. He'd be like, you want to drink? I was like, yeah, can I just get a white Gatorade? Glacier Cherry? Yeah, literally. And it was fire. It's been fire ever since. Never done me wrong. Awesome. All right, we're taking a shift here in this top five. This one is, this one's going to have some detail behind this one. Oh, for sure. So this category is the top five greatest moments in American 
sports history. Do you want to kick us off with your five? Number five for um, for American sports history, I put the women's soccer team winning the World Cup. That was one that I considered. Mm-hmm. When they first did it, when they very, very first did it, and then like now I'm sure they're fucking destroying it. I don't keep up with fucking soccer. But I remember when they did win the World Cup and everybody was like, holy shit, the U.S. is killer at soccer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that the same thing. But yeah, that's what I put at number five. That's a good one. My number five, I have to put it, it's just so iconic. It really just started it all. I'm put Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier in American sports. His 1947 debut with the Dodgers. Iconic moment in American sports history. Opened the gateway for African Americans to join American sports. And now we can almost see that it has what caused it to be truly dominant. That was fucking way deeper than I was thinking. So, <laughs> great fucking pick. Honestly, your number five is probably better than my number one. Really? Well, I don't know. It's all relative. Bro, my well, my top five is pretty, like... Intense? Hype. Yeah, it's pretty hype. Okay. My number four. Mm-hmm. The greatest comeback in the history of the National Football League. The Super Bowl... Tom Brady comes back to beat the fucking Atlanta Falcons. First Super Bowl to ever go into overtime. Tom Brady should have one less ring and he should be at six. Matt Ryan fucking choked. That is at number four. First time any of that shit's ever been done. I almost fucking even put when Tom Brady won the Super Bowl in his own stadium. He was the first one to do that shit too. This guy first breaks. of many, bro. Yes, he breaks records. The GOAT. Yeah. The GOAT. My number four... I remember watching this as a little kid and being captivated. It was the first time, honestly, in a major like championship sports event where I jumped out of my seat. So my number four is Ray Allen's three-pointer in game six of the 2013 NBA Finals. Amazing. Without Ray Allen, LeBron would not have gotten that ring. No. It would have been a done deal right then and there. I agree. So that's my number four. Okay. Number three. I did the Cubs winning the World Series after 106 years of never winning a World Series. It's a good pick. Yeah. I I just remember that, bro. And I remember, like, my dad telling us we had to, like, go to bed and shit. Because, like, we were watching it for a while. But, like, baseball is kind of boring. Mm-hmm. So we were like, ah, oh, let's go to bed. And Ace, my younger brother, is actually a Cubs fan. And my dad was like, they're losing, son. He's like, might be, like, the end for your team. And I, so I remember, fuck, bro, because we used to have bunk beds. So we used to, like, sleep in the same room. I remember looking up, and he was like, they're going to win. He's like, they're going to come back and win. And then he's like, why not? He's like, and when they do, Dad, I want a hat. And he fucking <laughs> rolled over, bro, slumped. Cubs came back and won in game seven. Wow. That's actually a f- cool story to tie it into. Yeah. My number three is Michael Phelps absolutely dominating the 2008 Olympics and winning eight gold medals for America. Damn. That's another good one, bro. (laughs) I like that a lot. That was the defining moment of when we all just realized Michael Phelps is the best at what he does. Amazing. On God. 
this one might be international, but I did it as America because it was actually fought in uh, Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Manny Pacquiao fighting Floyd Mayweather. That was iconic, bro. At the very end, because they both had dodged that fight for years, that years was and years up for years, and then they finally fought and it went to decision. And obviously, Floyd Mayweather won. Mm-hmm. You know, but it was still hyped up so much and so well. The guys, one of the most iconic moments in sports, truly. That was a great boxing fight. I agree. That was two? That was number two for me. My number two is Michael Jordan's final shot in a Bulls jersey against the Jazz in game six to get his sixth and final ring. When he did that push shot on the Jazz, the little crossover push and the little sink from mid-range. My favorite MJ moment, and honestly, my second favorite greatest moment in American sports history. That's crazy because I put MJ's last shot in (laughs) MJ's last ring. The entire game, bro, because he fucking takes over. The last, like, if you guys go back and you watch it, you actually watch, like, the last dance. That game, that last, like, two minutes, you'll even hear the players, like, when they talk about it on that documentary, Jordan has the ball, and fucking they i think they asked dennis robin like what were you thinking he was like get the fuck out of the way because they knew for the goat yeah they knew it was mj's fucking shot the respect there that shit was tight as fuck and he He sunk it drains it comes off wins six in a row six and oh yeah perfect run that was your one that was my number one valid okay my number one is actually was your number four or your number five, I think. One of them. It's Tom Brady's 28-3 and three comeback oh, in Super shit. Bowl 51 yeah, yeah. to get his fifth ring and his fourth MVP. I remember watching that Super Bowl, bro, and I remember literally walking out. I remember literally being like, damn, Tom Brady got shat on. And I literally left the room, and I was chilling on my phone. And then all of a sudden I hear, I'm like, oh, Tom Brady scored. Oh, he scored again. He literally did the impossible, bro. I don't think anyone will ever be able to do that perfect of a comeback in on the grandest stage of NFL ever again. That was a defining moment that if it wasn't already established before then, Tom Brady is the absolute goat of the NFL. Yep. I agree. That was a good one, bro. I like that one. You want to uh, swap to some of mine? Yeah, 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 yeah. For this next one? Yeah, we got to run through a few of them for sure. Cool. Let's see. Okay. Swapping back to some food. So this one is the top five chips. And this is specific chips of any brand. Not just like Lay's or Fritos. Like I'm talking like the specific chip of any brand. Yeah. So starting it off, my number five is the spicy nacho Doritos. Mm. Good pick. Mm-hmm. Mine is the hot fries. And not the not like the regular hot fries. I guess they could be interchangeable, but the other ones that the other dude... Like, the Andy Caps? Yeah. In the with, blue bag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah, the yeah. little cap on? Yeah, with the little guy, yeah. Those ones are good. That's a good pick, too. The, those two, because they have like the same texture, and that's what I like the most about them. Yeah, yeah, I like that pick. My number four, the only thing that they're good for, the Garden Salsa Sun Chips. Wow. Amazing chip, bro. It is good. Amazing chip. My number four is a Funyun. Funyuns, bro. Funyuns 
the OG Funyun or Flamin' Hot Funyun? No, the OG. OG? Yeah. Okay, okay. My number three is Fritos Honey Barbecue Twists. If you've Ooh. never tried them, please try them. Give them a shot. They will enter your top ten chips ever. I promise. They are good. I, I do like the... Well, I like fucking regular Fritos. You so. love just OG Fritos. Yeah. The white cheddar smart pop popcorn or whatever the fuck they are. The one that comes in the black bag. Smart food? Smart food. Whatever the fuck it's called. Those are good, bro. That's mm. honestly the best like backed popcorn. I will fucking destroy the entire bag and not like not be upset about it. I love them because they're not shy on their cheese, bro. I finish a bag of those and I have like a four inch thick coating of white cheddar on my fingers. I agree. And then when you fucking... It's, Suck it off. And yeah. It's just another treat. More cheddar. Yep. And that's gross as fuck, but that's what I do. That's a good pick, bro. We're at two? Three. Three? Three. Yeah. Oh, I already said my three. Oh, okay. So that's me. Uh, my number two is actually your number five. Uh, I did the spicy nacho Doritos. Top chip. It's I, it just... of the Doritos. Yes. Easily. Yeah, I think it's it's got a little like a little bit of heat, but it's also got that nacho cheese that, that you get nacho taste. Yep. And then the crunch. So number Valid. two. Valid. My number two, which used to be my number one, but now it's number two. Chester's hot fries. As a kid, that was Oh, I would beg and beg to get a bag of Chester's hot fries every single time I was in a grocery store. That was my favorite chip. For the longest time. But yeah, no, I uh, I agree. Chester's is good. Is a good number two. I won't lie. Mm-hmm. I actually had I put it in at fucking five. I said whatever. Those fucking hot fries, like you know, they're like interchangeable. Yeah. Number one, I kind of went with like a. It's kind of like a technicality. But if we're being honest, and I'm going to the fucking thing to get a chip or get like a get a bag of stuff, mm-hmm. munchies, OG or flaming hot, the flaming hot ones. Flaming, oh, I forgot about flaming hot munchies, bro. That would have been on my list. Well, it, okay, so but it has like four fucking chips in it. That's the problem. That's what makes it so op. Yeah, <laughs> it literally has the Avengers of fucking chips. It's in one so bag. good, so good with like the fucking pretzels and shit, and then it's got the. Uh, the hot Cheetos and the and it's hot not even the chips. OG hot Cheeto. It's it's a different hot Cheeto. It's good. It's like has a different like flavor to it. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. I messed up. I should have put flaming hot munchies on mine. That is an amazing pick, bro. My number one, and I know most of you probably have never tried this chip because it was only released for a very limited time. But when I did try it, instantly, as soon as it was literally love at first sight, first taste. It was my new favorite chip ever. It's the Doritos Dynamita Flamin' Hot Queso. When they come back, or if you ever see it in a store, it is my favorite chip of all time. Gas. Amazing. Mike says it's gas. I believe him. He's been right on a lot of stuff. Let's go to note category two. What was it? Uh, Top fruits. five fruits. Yeah. This one can be pretty interchangeable. I feel like a lot of people have like different fruits, but yeah, I think it depends. Too. I think that the that main top ten fruits though, everyone has kind of that same main. So, a little bit. I feel like it's interchangeable. Yeah. So my number five is just the orange. 
Wow. It does have its disadvantages. It's annoying pilling the bastard. And if you don't pill it well, you'll get all that stringy shit in your mouth. But like mandarin oranges in the can or like a really good pilled orange, like already pre-pilled for you, fire. I love the orange. I agree. Uh, I went for my number five. I did blueberries. Blueberries? Yeah. I really like blueberries, bro. Just the ease of like you wash them or whatever and you fucking just pop them in. Yep. That's Throw a valid. Like fucking six in your mouth and then the squish. My number four is watermelon. Wow. Okay. I love watermelon. If you get a sweet watermelon, they're good. No, if- I, I agree. Watermelon's fire. I'm just more surprised at the placement. You have it higher? Yes, I do. Okay, okay. What's your four? Four? I put mango. Mangoes? Yeah. That's I love good. mangoes, bro. I think anything mango flavored is fire. Mango tea, fucking mango popsicles, make just regular mango. You cut it up. And then you do like the little TikTok hack where you make a little checkerboard on it and then you flip it inside out with the skin and just eat the little like cubes off. Fire. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, look up TikTok mango hack on TikTok. That's true, bro. Mango is portable in a lot of different things for flavoring. Yes. That's a good pick. Three, I have pineapple. Really? I did not expect that from you. See, the thing is with pineapple is it makes my mouth bleed. <laughs> I, well, it does that to everybody's. It's because of those enzymes. Yeah, that's those in enzymes it. that eat it. Yeah, and it, that part of it is annoying. But if you get a good pineapple, and me and D have cut up a couple pineapples in the recent weeks, every single time I put a little block of pineapple in my mouth, I'm always satisfied. I actually really do love pineapple. Fire. I did number three. I did grapes. Great pick. Yeah. Grapes, any kind, it doesn't matter. I lately we've done the what cotton candy grapes, fire. Best grape. They're good, they're good. I do like all of them though. I do like the Concords and you know a lot of other ones. Yeah. But yeah, fire grapes, bomb. They're like little melons. That's a good one. My number two is grapes. Oh okay. The portability of grapes is just amazing. You literally can Mm -hmm. just snap it off the vine, get like twenty grapes on there, and just pop them in your mouth. They're just so convenient, easy to wash, mm-hmm. great to just put in the fridge and pull out and snack on. They're they're probably the best snack fruit. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. It's low effort. Low effort. That, that's why I like great. the blueberries so much too. Mm-hmm. The only thing about blueberries is that they like go bad within like three days. Yeah. That is the bad thing. Yeah. My number two, apples. A nice, cold, cri- honey crisp apple. That and that crunch and that fucking mm-hmm. so good, bro. Or like you put them in an apple pie, everything. But I do like just a regular Honeycrisp apple, nice and cold. Get it off the fridge, and that just it, and the crunch just carries throughout the entire thing. That's gonna be apple is definitely in a lot of people's top five. I just never really liked apples, bro. Really? Un- unless they were with like caramel, but that's cheating. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. My number one is banana. The banana. Grab it, peel it, eat it, yummy. Literally, that's <laughs> all it takes to describe the banana. It's You literally can peel it perfectly off rip. You don't have to even wash it because it's encased in its peel. Yeah. And it's the most portable fruit. You literally can just – it's a handheld just fruit. And I love the consistency and taste of bananas. They're great for smoothies. 
I love them. It's a good pick. We do we do eat a lot of fucking bananas. Yeah, for sure. My number two is watermelon. I love watermelon. The fucking watermelon agua fresca that you fucking go get at the taqueria. Fire. Mm, that's so good. Because I know that's just all watermelon juice with fucking a little bit of sugar and water. So that is delicious all on its own. But you're like, I'm thinking like hot summer day and they fucking ice it down for me to where it's cold. And your mom's like, come get the watermelon. Yeah. Barbecue. Summer barbecue watermelons. And then you go and you just eat it and it fucking (laughs) dribbles down your fucking the side of your mouth and onto your chin and almost down your neck and onto your clothes. Fire. That is fire. Go ahead and say your one. That was my one. Oh, okay. Awesome. Next one is just top five SpongeBob characters. <laughs> I love how random these are. Literally. Okay, so my number five spot, I have the old worm that sells chocolate. <laughs> a little sleeper pick. Not you a mean that buys the, buys the chocolate? The no, one that's in the wheelchair? The, the, the grandma, like the one in the wheelchair. Like oh, the, yeah, she buys it, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she just goes, chocolate. Yes. A little sleeper pick. My favorite side character in, in SpongeBob. The rest are main characters, but that's my favorite side. Number five, I put Gary. Valid. Gary is just great at comedic relief. In the show that sometimes, like, or, like, needs that serious comedic relief where it's, like, Gary will be, like, dressed up in Sherlock Holmes' outfit. And he's, like, Gary, what are you doing? And Gary's just there. And I'm, like, what the meow. fuck? Yeah, literally. His one word, just meow, can just make you happy that's a good one my number four i have mr krabs i'm just gonna agree with you because that's my number four as well mr krabs is just one of those ones where it's like i don't know he just has something to him that makes him just so notable and he's just like a little greedy money hungry dirt bag i love him i love him so then number three then i have patrick Oh, okay. Interesting. And I think a lot of people are going to swap my three with their two. But my number two I prefer over Patrick. Patrick is funny, but I feel like sometimes he can just be a little too stupid. And I get annoyed <laughs> with him. And I want to, like, sock him through the television. <laughs> so that's why I have uh, Patrick at three. For all those same reasons you don't like Patrick are the same reasons why I don't like SpongeBob. And that's why I put SpongeBob at number three. You did not put SpongeBob at three. Yes, I okay. I do think like sometimes SpongeBob gets like a little too kiddish, and then is like, I'm like, stop being fucking stupid, man. (laughs) I understand it it. because like I see Patrick, and I'm like, I expect him to be dumb. That's what I expect out of him. Okay. SpongeBob, I'm like, you're functional. You're a good functional character. The fact that they dumbed you down for this episode is kind of pissing me off. But then SpongeBob has spurs, bro. Like when, and then he'll be stupid as shit, can't even count to three, and then he'll perform at the Bubble Bowl better than Michael Jackson ever could. <laughs> and he'll he just perform at clutch. the Super Bowl. At the Super Bowl. Okay, okay, I can see where you're coming from with that. Number two, I think we have the same one. I have Squiddy. Same. Squidward. Uh, as a kid, I used to be like, "Fuck Squidward, I hate him." Why is he so mean to Spongy? He's more relatable now as an adult. Yes, exactly. As you grow up, you realize, damn, SpongeBob is annoying. Like, if I was Squidward just trying to do my 9 to 5 job and this little kid's in the back flipping burgers annoying me all the time, I'd probably quit. So, I give 
hella props to Squidward for staying at the Krusty Krab and honestly being even within five feet of SpongeBob. So that's why I have him at number two. I agree. Yeah, I agree for all the same reasons. My number one is Spongy. He's the GOAT. How many memes have we seen SpongeBob involved in? And how many laughs has SpongeBob gave you? Not only from the show, but as an adult from the memes. And that alone, he is so iconic, and I love him so much. I just love how fucking stupid Patrick is. You have Patrick at one? That's yes. Okay, okay, okay. I just look at him, and I'm like, what a fucking idiot. You know, it's just like, it, I expect that from him. So I like I think he does a good job at what he's meant to do as a character. That's a good one. One of my favorite uh, episodes with Patrick is the one where he's just smart all of a sudden. Wow. Yeah. And he like reads all the books and he's like not an idiot. I just I love the one episode where Larry Patrick runs into a fucking he like has like a board nailed to his fucking <laughs> forehead and he can't get through the door and he keeps hitting his fucking skull. I like when he gets the fish hook and like rubs it in his mouth and he goes yeah (laughs) i like that okay okay all right this next one i need to clarify this or the fucking culture on this one guys this is our top five personal and i will repeat this again personal favorite rappers here in a couple weeks or maybe at some later time we'll have a top five of just the best rappers that involve cultural impact, stream, total streams, their iconicness to the culture, just all of those aspects. But as of right now, we're just going to stick to our personal favorite rappers, ones that we listen to and love every day, minus what anybody else thinks. So go ahead and kick us off at 5D. Mike Stud. Mike Stud number five, bro. Solid pick. He kind of gives like... <clears throat> He's like still got his like frat boy vibe, mm-hmm. but at the same time he gives like vibey beats. Got good raps. Sometimes he like says like some cool shit like about chicks and shit. So he's got good. I feel like his shit could be used for like an Instagram caption if you wanted to, or people still fucking did that shit. But yeah, definitely. That's good. That's good. At five, I have J Cole. Not really much needed to say. He's one of the big three of our generation. Every he's. In terms of rapping ability, he is almost flawless. Some would argue flawless. I love a lot of his songs. Some of them have the corny vibe to it, but most of them, when they're serious, he's amazing. And in terms of his feature run in the previous years, every feature that J. Cole has hopped on has been fire leading up to his album, The Fall Off. So, yeah, I have J. Cole at five. Okay. My number four, and I guarantee you nobody else is going to put this fucker in their personal top five, besides like me and maybe my brother, Skizzy Mars. Skizzy? Yeah, bro. Wow. Skizzy Mars is fire. I never would have expected that. Skizzy Mars is fire. He has some fucking, I love like the vibe, both him and like, uh, uh, what the fuck, Mike Studd. They both have like that same vibe that I kind of like, where it's like kind of mellowish. You do like kind of have vibe. like yeah, kind of have like a little up upbeat. Sometimes they have a good few like one or two lines, good one liners in there. It, also, the fact that not everybody listens to them because getting like played out songs is kind of like a turn off. Yeah, like if you show me the same fucking song over and over, like if somebody was like, "Yo, bro, I'll get on Ox," and I give them the Ox, 
and they throw on Drake from 2016 like everyone fucking else, then I'm like, yeah, yeah, you you get tired. Different, something new. Yeah, I get that. I get that. My number four is Drake. Mm. Some would put him higher in terms of rappers. I have to put him in my top five. Just our generation. That's all we knew. He's one of the biggest artists in the world. Like when he dies, it'll be almost MJ. I won't say it's going to be MJ level because it probably won't be, but it'll be up there. Like a lot of people know Drake. His catalog is immense. Minus that new little album he did with like the dancey stuff. Not too big of a fan of that, but Jimmy Cooks at the end was fire. We're still excited and waiting for her loss to drop with 21 Savage and Drake. That collab, I am so excited for. When that drops, we'll listen to it and we'll give you our opinion Knock on that fucking sure. shitty-ass Taylor Swift off the fucking billboard. <laughs> to all you Jeez. fuckers that actually listen to Taylor Swift, do you actually like her? Because, okay, listen. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Taylor Swift does have a few good songs. Her old stuff I liked. Yeah. Honestly, do, I only have two liked songs. For are these Swift. new songs really that good? They're not. And let's be honest with each other. They're not. They fucking suck. That doesn't reflect what's on the Billboard charts, and the, well, of course, this is those only songs fit the radio niche. You know, yeah, their their radio play versus a lot of the music we listen to can't even really be put on radio. Yeah, no, I agree. I can't believe she broke that record, bro. And now she is the only artist to have all ten spots of the Billboard Hot 100 with her be her songs. And this is also the first time ever where all ten spots weren't that's kind of by at least one male artist. Yeah, it's kind of crazy though, because that shows you how like the same they are, right? Bro, there's nothing else there for other fans. That's why like it's cool that she got on one through ten. I'm not gonna lie, that's yeah, we cool. Can't take that away. From I, her. I'm not like, gonna take her it accolades away. Accolades and stuff like that. Props. But yeah, I'm just curious. I don't know how she was able to sell six hundred thousand physical vinyl copies on day one. That is unheard of, bro. The other thing, too, is that, like, Billboard chart is kind of inflated, too. You got to think about how many people play that shit on the radio and bump that shit into people's actual ears. So then other people probably download it and are like, yeah, that's a cool song. But, like, artists, like, fucking, uh, like, rappers, they don't get that, like, type of love. Like, Drake gets that because of his, how big he is. Yeah. But in reality, he does not get that. That same amount of attention. I agree. Especially because he's just not family friendly either. That's the big thing. One thing that Drake does have that a lot of rappers don't is that he can appeal to both the male and female demographic with his music. Because he has the whole R&B singing vibe to it. I am just so surprised that Taylor Swift was able to sell that much. It's insane to me. Yeah. It's crazy because Drake Scorpion still has, like to this day, even after Taylor Swift sold that much, is the most streamed album in a week ever. It still had more streams than this new Taylor Swift album. It's just that Taylor Swift had so much more physical copies that it bumped her sales so much. The other thing, too, is that what else came out? That Yeah, I don't know. Nothing really dropped. If Metro and everyone else bumped exact, like dropped exactly when they said they were going to, I don't believe she would have held the 1 through 10 spots. She wouldn't have held the 1 through 10 spots. Her she would have had would have majority. Still went number one, and she probably would have held majority. I would say probably five, probably half. five or even six. Yeah, like majority for sure. But you're not telling me that at least one of the new Drake Twenty One songs wouldn't have been in that top ten, or at least they one of have. the new Metro Boomin. 
they would have would have been in that top 10 100 percent. yeah anyway shifting back to the uh the top five where were we at three number three my three is drake valid makes sense my three is wayne fair wheezy f baby there would be no drake and no nikki without him he's been rapping since he was like 16 14 16 14 really young and he's perfected his craft he is in my opinion one of the best actual rappers on ever ever mm. his punchlines his double entendres triple entendres it's unmatched goaded wayne if you hear that lighter flick at the start of a wayne song you know it's bumping and you know it's amazing i love wayne number three Fair. I'm not going to take any of that away. Number two is Juice for me. Two. Two is Juice World, bro. Good. Good pick. Good pick. Fire. I mean, he has some of the best fucking songs I've heard. More so because they, like, hit your fucking soul and, like, I will listen. I could have a good fucking day, bro, and still listen to a Juice song and still be sad. But then I get off of my fucking soap opera right after the song leaves. Because Juice just invokes that emotion in me. Such a good artist. Rap off the dome. Greatest freestyler ever. 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 Uh, every song he made, bro, was basically off the dome. Yeah. My number two is Kendrick. Wow. Okay. I absolutely adore Kendrick. In terms of storytelling and lyricism, there's really nobody, in my opinion, that comes even close to Kendrick's lyricism and storytelling. Hmm amazing I, I i adore kendrick and number one. Oh, you want me to go okay yeah. my number one is logic i knew which, it would be which is a lot of people probably will be like logic's not even that good of a rapper and if you guys fucking listen to joe budden you're shit like he is logic is a good rapper i don't care what anybody says he can be corny at times and some people can make the joke of oh i'm a black white kid you know what i mean he always does the biracial stuff whatever i think now he does it as a joke though he legitimately gets into it yeah, yeah. now he's kind of like I'm a, i don't want to be black i don't want to be white i'm like all right logic i get it bro like i hear it in the song i don't really pay attention to it because like as a fan i know he's just being like a dick like yeah. he's just he's just being funny about Doing it. it to spite the, the people that say yeah. yeah yeah but if we're talking about rapping ability logic can rap logic can rap and be like well. coherent too. Yes, that's the problem too. His like, enunciation is great. Go listen to a fucking Migos album and tell me you can pronounce every single word that they fucking said. <laughs> that is, I guarantee you, you put on the Logic album and no matter how fast he's going, you heard exactly every single word that was there. But honestly, Logic is one of the only artists for me personally I can listen to the first through the last song on almost every album. Yeah, you're a diehard Logic yeah, for sure. Diehard. My number one, he's in the intro, yeah. he's in the outro. Part of the reason why we chose the... And the podcast is named after one of his songs. It's Juice. Tribute, honestly. No other rapper has the ability to where I can think every single song is good. I know some would, it's. I'm definitely biased towards Juice. You show me a Juice song and you try and say it's bad, I'll think it's good. Because I've never heard a bad Juice song to me. That's fire. Yeah. He is my epitome of my favorite rapper. Off the Dome. Nothing is more impressive to me than being able to make 
hit after hit after hit higher than a kite off perks and have it be flawless off the dome. That skill is just unheard of. It was a gift. Yeah. My favorite rapper. You want to do one more and then we got to we got to wrap it up. It's been like what? Like an hour 15? I'm down. Which one? Okay. Let's do adult cartoons. Okay. Let's okay. do that. Top 5 adult cartoons. Kick us off with 5. Okay, number 5. I was kind of struggling on this one cuz I hadn't I kind of only do like 3 and I was like, all right, I don't really watch anything else. Mm-hmm. Number 5, I put American Dad. Whatever you guys, that's interchangeable to anybody. I don't really care. I'm not hard up on that one. Yeah, that was just kind of like a to fill the spot yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. My five is Futurama. Mm. I love Futurama. I think Fry is hilarious. The whole concept behind the space is great. I love space stuff. The futuristic vibe of it, the aliens. It can really go anywhere with it. So, I love Futurama. Number five. Fair. Number four, I did uh, Big Mouth. If you ever watched Big Mouth, I was gonna put Big Mouth, but I, I think it's back. so funny because I literally talk about titties, ass, vaginas, and dicks <laughs> all the fucking time. It's funny because so, they're little kids. Yeah, that's what it is. It's more so because they're like, I don't want to put my hoo ha in his wee wee, and then it's like, what the fuck? Just say dick and vagina, and then he's like, I just love the fucking horny little uh, the monsters, the monsters. The hormone monsters. Hormone that's what monster, that's, that's what, what they're called. But yeah, no, I love those fuckers because I'm like sometimes I th- think of myself like that. I'm like, yeah, just fuck her in the fucking ass, like <laughs> dumb shit like that. So I'm just perverted like that, though. That's good. That's good. My four, I have the time travelers, the Simpsons. Oh, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Damn, I'm surprised they're not higher. My top three is solidified, bro. For it. <laughs> adult cartoons okay number three i put the simpsons at number three okay i think they were the ones that started at all so they they deserve top one or three top one of the top five spots i put them in top five because they are the the longest running yeah and the og yeah definitely and there's the show's good too yeah of course my three i have south park Oh shit! In I terms of adult cartoons, fucking kick out American Dad out of my list. Put South Park at five. <laughs> South Park is the edgiest of them all. No other adult cartoon show pushes the boundaries further than South Park. Kiss my boys, Mister Garrison. I love Cartman. I love all, literally every character in South Park. Randy, even the parents are interesting in South Park. Amazing episodes. Make love, not Warcraft is probably my favorite south park episode i love south park solid number three yep one and two for us i'm pretty sure are different but for number two i put rick and morty needs no explanation cool as fuck really well thought out really well written well best that is written. probably the best, best written, written of all of these shows and it shows they only released 10 episodes you know yeah if it was more shitty written they would probably release 25 and do a season every year but they don't they make you wait fucking like an entire year for 10 episodes and release all 10. Mm-hmm. So, no, I agree. That's good. I'm pretty sure mine and yours, ones and twos are flipped. For sure. For sure. Two, I got Family Guy. Yeah. Was my number one before Rick and Morty came into the picture. But, yeah, Family Guy, right at number two. It's starting to little go a little bit off the rails. OG Family Guy was 
top tier. Like you said, bro, Seth MacFarlane needs to get back in that writer's room and yep. take he the reins to... from that fucking bitch. Because yes. right now he just does the voices and he like draws stuff, I'm pretty sure. Something like that. But he's not involved in the writing process, which I think did a damper on Family Guy's jokes for sure. But it's still funny. Still number two. Yeah. Number one, my obviously Family Guy. And mine's Rick and Morty. Yeah. They were no. interchangeable. Rick and Morty, my entire vibe in a show, literally. Just space travel, inventions, engineering, making new things, time traveling, traveling to different dimensions. Just the whole funny aspect of it. The storytelling is, like we said, the best of all of them. It's able to bring up stuff from three seasons prior and then make it relevant, like as if they had been planning it from the beginning. And they probably were. Rick and Morty is... My number one. Yeah. My number one, obviously, Family Guy. I just love how, like, sometimes they make the jokes about shit that's actually happening in real life. That is one thing I do love about Family Guy. And the relevance like, in mainstream, like, news. Like, like they when they brought in fucking Donald Trump in there and were fucking making fun of him in his little hands and grabbing her by the fucking pussy and the fact that he's orange. I thought that shit was funny. And I'm sure Donald Trump probably thought it was fucking hilarious. It is funny, and that's one of the reasons. The other thing, too, is, like, how much they shit on Meg. That is one of my favorite things about the show, is that they shit on Meg constantly, and I find it hilarious. It is great. That was a good one, bro. Yeah. I think that's a good one to end it. For sure. We had a lot more categories. There's going to be a lot more different. We'll probably do top fives. We'll swap it around, like, every other month or so. Maybe, yeah. We don't want to burn you guys out on this shit because I know it can be a lot. It was a lot for us to think of these things, too. took us a minute. It took us, what, the whole gym session? Yeah, like two hours. Yeah, a couple hours to put it together. But I think in terms of all of them, I definitely put the most thought into the sports moments. Yeah, yeah, easily. For sure. No, I – anyway, guys, we're probably going to wrap it up here. It's about 1.40 a.m. since we had those technical difficulties earlier. Yeah. Got school tomorrow. Anyway, say thank you to guys for listening. Hope you guys are having an amazing day or night or whatever you're doing. Yeah, just put us on in the fucking background. You know, uh, anyway, guys, what, one thing I will ask is hopefully you guys share this show with your friends. You know, you know, just talk to people about it. Ask them, you know, whenever they're like, what the fuck are you putting in your ears? What are you listening to? You know, say the off the rip podcast, bro. Check it out. Really help us out. Really help us share the show and really just, you know. Make sure that we get out to other people that may find us interesting or whatever. But yeah, and if you guys don't like the show, let me know. I my fucking Snapchat is open. My go to the Instagram. Off go to the my rip Instagram. Instagram yeah. and and let me DM. know. Actually, yeah, yeah, that'll work. Go to the off the rip, uh, off the rip podcast Instagram. Put the actual yeah. Say the actual at. Let so me look at the at really mail. quick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But the at is um off underscore okay so it's off the rip underscore in between all of them and then an underscore at the end so yeah just look up off the rip podcast and you'll uh find us there co-host mike and d mm-hmm. uh you'll give see our follow. logo give us a follow let us know what you think Hit good me. or bad yeah any criticism is good criticism we'll take it at the end of the day me and d were, are just you know talking being bros and doing this for fun and we hope you guys enjoy it also Hold on. I have a quick fucking PSA. What? Go out and fucking vote. It's an American right. You should be fucking exercising it. Vote. Save our fucking country, please. That is my only fucking thing. Please save our country. Whatever the fuck 
you know, we, we do need to have some correction here. We have been a little far one way. We need to have extreme correction to be back to center. Being in center is good. And we get to understand everybody. Everybody gets equal representation. Go out and fucking vote. That's my own personal thing. Uh, you know, if you choose to be like, fuck you and don't listen to the podcast, that's fine. All I did was tell you to vote. Also, bro, and this is going a little bit off the uh, off the rip again, but yeah, what do you think of the Elon Twitter thing? You think that's a good correction towards that? Yeah. Allowing just free speech. Obviously, there's got to be restrictions. We can't be going all willy-nilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everyone's opinion should be heard. And if you just have a disagreeing opinion, just treat it like how you would in real life and just walk past them or ignore it. You'll forget about it in 10 seconds. But it's not bad to listen to other people's opinions and learn from them and make your own decisions from them. I agree. So I I am really glad with what elon musk is doing with twitter and i hope he does it well and executes it well i know it'd be a challenge to do it but i'm really looking forward to it i hope he can actually make twitter a social space for all of them and all opinions and all beliefs i agree if he does that we might fucking make a twitter and we might start fucking sending out tweets off the rip twitter next low key (laughs) anyway guys i appreciate you guys so much thank you for listening and tuning in for this podcast And, you know, thank you for making it fun. If it wasn't fun for us, we wouldn't do it. We wouldn't have done it this late if it wasn't actually fun and hilarious and just a good time. But, yeah, you know, uh, anyway, Mike and I, yeah, go for it. Off the rip. Let's go.